Shadows to Life, Chapter 9, Awakening, October 4th. He was sinking, slowly going down, drowning. Above him, hazy lines of fading light. Below, only pure blackness. The darkness was finally taking him, his friend, the darkness. All was there for him at his worst. Who else would claim him when he died? With a giant, struggling gasp, Damien woke up. He could feel his body covered in the cold, wet aftermath of a nightmare that still felt more real than the world he awoke to. Where am I? The overly bright room was a strange land, a place he didn't belong. He squinted his eyes against it, almost shut, but not quite. It shielded him from the glaring radiance of the alien room he lay and its unwelcome strangeness. He wanted to shut them all the way, to retreat away from this bothersome consciousness, but he dare not, else he returned to the depths of his nightmare. It was a strange sensation, like waking up from a drinking binge where all the lights are too bright and all the noises too loud. He didn't remember who or what had brought him here, and he searched his body and immediate surroundings through the lined veil of his own eyelashes for some clue as to why he lay there. The moment of waking up and only remembering his name was lasting longer than normal. But that was okay, he thought. He could remember later. Right now it felt good just to exist. A small part of him knew he probably didn't want to remember anyway. Memories would most likely only bring pain, the knowledge of what had befallen him. This time, however, it was the opposite. It was the pain that brought memories when it arched through his leg and an entire body. It was a burning fire that awoke memories with the gentle touch of a defibrillator. Being stabbed in the leg, Daniel's death, and the final act when he blasted Damien with that, that light. What was that? Damien searched nervously. His hand touched his chest subconsciously. Leech, he whispered, desperate. I'm here. I don't see you anymore. Where are you? I was weakened by that holy fool. He weakened you enough that you're invisible? Like when we first bonded? It would appear so. But you are much stronger than when we first bonded, and our link is cemented as well. It shouldn't take long for me to recover. But you sounded so triumphant when I, er, finished Daniel. That's because I hadn't yet realized exactly what that fool of a prelate had done. Hmm. Leech being invisible somehow seemed more worrying than the injuries he'd sustained. How long do you think until you fully recover? I'm already stronger than I was when they brought us here. Not very reassuring, Damien thought, but he kept it to himself. Though Leech seemed to lack his normal bravado, he still didn't feel like doing battle with his shadow. Not in his current state. Or mood. Well, what do you know? What's going on? How did I even get here? I brought you here. Ah! The voice seemed to appear out of nowhere, startling Damien so much that he jerked his injured leg, causing a less than dignified yell in response. 
The sharp burning sensation actually stopped his breath, and he had to wait until the waves of pain calmed down, lest the vomit that was threatening to bubble up overcome his will. He rode them out, eyes shut tight to concentrate on the calming breathing techniques that Saito had taught him. But eventually, stopped they did, until, breathing heavily, he looked over to where she sat, a blanket over her, with a pillow that had fallen down behind her back as she sat forward. Damien scowled. Why? Scratches shook her head. Both the answer and the reason for him asking were apparently inconsequential. Because I owed you. He clenched his fist and banged it on the bed in frustration. The gesture sent more waves of pain and nausea through him, but he needed to do something. How many times do I have to tell you? I didn't save you. I just happened... Damien stopped, finally hearing what she'd actually said. Wait, you said owed, as in past tense. Does that mean that you don't... Yes, exactly. She nodded. Whatever your intentions the night you saved me, your actions incurred a debt. I repaid it. I no longer owe you anything. From now on, if something happens to you, then I won't be there to save you. Good, Damien said, though strangely his heart seemed to hurt from the statement. Ever since he had saved Scratch, and the other siphons began seeing him as a naive, lovesick puppy, all he had wished for was for her to leave him alone. To leave him be, so he could return to his former status. But now that he finally had what he wanted, he still didn't feel happy. It's probably just the loss of a safety net. However, as Damien looked over at her to watch her hide her emotions, he noticed that Scratch's face didn't contort like it normally did when he rubbed in his dislike of her. So why is she here? Damien frowned suspiciously. If you just did all that to repay a debt... Then why did you watch over me until I woke up? He asked finally, with a distinct note of distrust. Because Howard ordered me to. He wanted me here so I could explain your cover story. If you were to give a different story of what happened to the hospital than what I told them, it would raise questions. She sounded almost as exasperated explaining as Damien felt listening. What did you tell them? That you were in an accident while riding in a taxi and a piece of the car went through your leg. Damien nodded his understanding. Still, though, something felt... off. Good, Scratch said, and got up, letting her blanket fall to the floor. I'm leaving. She started to walk from the room, but Damien needed more. Who caused the accident? The real one? Damien wasn't referring to what driver caused the actual car accident, the details of which he would never be expected to remember. He was referring to which siphon had used their powers to make the driver have an accident. He assumed it was 69, but whoever it was would bear watching. Scratch rolled her eyes. Damien's mouth dropped open and he stared at her uncomprehendingly before his mind slowly began to work. Scratch's specialty was greed. She wasn't supposed to be able to make someone do something that went so far against self-preservation, causing a severe car accident. Scratch definitely bared watching, but first he had to make sure. He mouthed, You? and pointed at her. Scratch's only response was a small, almost imperceptible nod. She resumed her departure. Wait, Damien said, and Scratch turned back around. But this time she looked irritated. It was so different, 
Before, she'd always looked happy. What about Daniel? He asked. Daniel's gone. Completely. Where? He needed to know in case she hadn't done a proper job of burying him. In the stomachs of about a hundred different animals, mostly fish. Scratch leaned to the side and huffed. You done with the questions? Damien nodded and leaned back against his pillow. But before he could even relax, his hand reached up to rub at a spot over his heart. A new hurt had formed in his chest. It felt uncomfortable, yet not actually painful. It was like a splinter, but also like a clean spot. Like being injected with antibiotics, but leaving the needle in. Scratch turned around to leave again, and finally Damien couldn't take the discomfort any longer. Thanks, Scratch, he blurted. Scratch paused by the door without turning around, but then opened it up and left without a word. The bothersome, uncomfortable feeling in Damien's chest left in his moment of apology, allowing him a moment of respite, but he could still feel where it was, the spot where Daniel had blasted him. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Shadows to Life. As a token of my appreciation, I'm going to be running a contest to name a future character. All you have to do is follow me on Twitter, at Rob V. Johnson, and retweet the contest to be entered to win. Easy, right? You can also share the Facebook post for a second entry. Thanks again, and see you next time.